Do you want your business to grow faster? Are you open to new and out-of-the-box ways to drive revenues and increase value? How do you imagine the most successful entrepreneurs and business leaders double, triple, or expand their businesses tenfold or more? The answer is deals. This is a weekly podcast featuring conversations with business owners, executives, and leaders as we reveal behind-the-scenes details that give you, our listeners, the confidence to pursue your own deal-driven growth. On the show, we discuss a huge variety of deals, everything from large complex mergers and acquisitions to smaller deals that you can do even without significant capital. My name is Corey Kupfer, and I've been supporting deal-driven growth for businesses for 35 years as a successful entrepreneur, professional negotiator, and attorney. My goal is to help you strategize, plan for, find, and complete deals that will help your company grow faster. Welcome to the DealQuest podcast. Let's get started. Hello, DealQuest listeners, this is Corey Kupfer, and this is another solo cast. And today I want to talk about team. I've talked a little bit about this in the past, but I think it's been a while. And team is on, and, and specifically team uh, in a um, context of how it helps you uh, do deals and build uh, uh, equity value and enterprise value and things like that. Uh, and it's particularly on my mind um, uh, today or, or recently because I've made some very, very key hires in my business. Uh, we've grown significantly at the law firm in the last uh, you know, several years. Uh, we've been very fortunate, and we super appreciate so many of the listeners of the DealQuest podcast, our, our clients at Comfort Associates and our referral sources and industry partners and you know, just friends and that kind of stuff. And some of you are none of that, and you're, you know, you're, you're folks that have just listened to this, and we love and welcome you as well. Um, but the point is that um, because of all of that support and growth and um, the great clients we have, uh, we needed to make some key hires. Um, and when I make hires, and I talk to my clients about this all the time as well, um, you know, it's not, of course, we're hiring great people to be able to get the work done as the work grows for our clients and to serve their needs and to look at a match of the skills, um, you know, with uh, the, the client needs. But what I'm also looking at is how do I build out my team, right? You know, your executive team, your management team, your key players uh, in a way where you can uh, create a firm, a company, an enterprise that uh, has more value, in the, you know, going forward and maybe is more better positioned to do deals even before you have an exit of any type, right? Um, and, you know, one of the things I want to talk about is some of the classic mistakes that I see, you know, folks folks doing. And, and you know, and listen, don't get me wrong. Building team is not easy. Building great team is not easy. But you hear people say, you know, you have too many people say, oh, you know, it's impossible to find the right people. There are no good people out there. They're, and you know what? It's not easy sometimes, but that's not, but, but it's just not true that there's no good people out there. Most of the folks who listen to this probably are not running enterprises that have tens of thousands or even thousands of employees, right? Most of our clients, contacts or whatever are small businesses up to medium-sized businesses that may have hundreds of employees, right? But not thousands and thousands. And, 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 and if we're talking about even at those bigger clients, um, if we're talking about or, or connections or friends, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about now mainly your high level key hires and the executive team is, you know, is, is a limited group, right? 
uh, you know, it may be a couple of few people, the small companies that may grow bigger, you know, five, six, eight people, whatever, but you know, you don't have a hundred people on your executive team at most you know, small to medium sized firms. So you're talking about, you know, and, and you're not hiring all these people at once. You're talking about certain key hires. And, you know, when, when I make those hires and I talk to clients about the hires that they make um, and the way they bring people in, um, one of the things you really want to think about is what are you trying, you know, what's your vision? What's your goal? What are you trying to create in the future? What capacities do you want to build? Not only to service the existing business or maybe do organic sales, marketing, business development, as us lawyers like to call it, rainmaking, um, uh, you know, but, but also are there other kinds of deals that you could be doing, joint ventures, strategic alliances, licensing, all the things I've talked about in this podcast for over two years now, um, where hiring people who have skills in that area have done this kind of deals to create capacity to grow inorganically, to grow through deal-driven growth, uh, may be a factor in, you know, in, in, in those hires, right? Um, and, and then also, obviously, ultimately, that key point about businesses that are dependent upon you as the owner or owners are much less valuable than businesses that are not, right? So, I, you know, I'm hiring people because I want to make myself fully redundant, right? I, my joke is, uh, you know, I want to go, I'm not just hiring a number two to me being a number one. I really want to hire a number one so I become a zero. Now, do, let me make this clear because if you are a client out there or friend of the firm, whatever, I'm not going anywhere. I'm available. It's not like I'm not saying I don't want to do any work with clients. But what I do want to do is be actually be freed up, okay, to do only the things that I'm great at where I provide the most value. And then, you know, create this amazing team of folks, which I have already, and we just, we're just expanding it. I mean, listen, folks who've worked with my firm know how great my people are, but we're just expanding it. Where um, the folks who uh, are great at what they do, love what they do, are great with the clients, right, can do what they do at lower rates than, by the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to charge for my services, right, um, uh, in a way where that team keeps the clients super happy, and they're not just as dependent upon me because listen, if anybody's dependent upon one person in your organization or two, you're going to hit capacity, right? I mean, we can't work 24 hours a day and we don't want to, right? We all want to be able to have lives and whatever. And, you know, and even if we're working hard, we want to do it at stuff that we love and we want to build this amazing team around us. And if you do that, you know, the people who complain that they, you know, that they, uh, you know, that, that that hasn't worked for them either have made bad hires or very often it's their own doing. It's the entrepreneur, it's the owner, right? They haven't trained people well. They don't delegate well. They can't get out of the way. They don't trust people. They're not willing to empower their team. They're not willing to allow their team some leeway to make mistakes. And I get it. Listen, trust me, we you know pride ourselves on unbelievably high customer service, client service. What we do for clients is very important. We don't have a lot of leeway as lawyers you know, to make a lot of mistakes, right? But there is still some leeway for people to get their feet under them. And right, as long as you have follow-up checkup processes, whatever, to catch any issues, whatever, you know, you can't, the problem is most people actually get more worried about what's going to go wrong, but so they don't trust people, they don't empower them. uh, And and they're, they're overly indexed towards what could go wrong. And maybe it's a tie to their own ego, they don't want to lose, you know, importance. They got to be the hero or they just don't have, they have trust issues because of whatever, like a psychoanalyze my fellow entrepreneurs or even myself. But the point is that all of those things hold you back in building enterprise value and bringing in key team members that can help you grow organically and non-organically, right? Business development, 
freeing you up to do those things and potentially helping you do other deals. So, um, you know, so, so I really want to, you know, encourage this. I mean, um, systemizing your business, um, obviously creating powerful offerings, obviously client service, you know, there's a list of things that are important. Pretty much none of them can be done at any kind of scale, at any kind of growth, unless you want to cap where you are um, without continuing to build team and often upgrading, right? Sometimes you have people that, you know, got you here, but won't get you there. I've been fortunate enough to have some people who've been with me, you know, a long time and they continue to grow, right? And that's beautiful for me because I'm a huge believer in personal growth and training and I do a lot of that. And I really want my people to be able to grow with me. And that's why I've had, you know, relationships and people at various, you know, uh, roles in my, in my, in my company, uh, you know, as, as, as other counsels, as attorneys, as assistants, um, you know, who've been with me decades, you know, or over a decade um, because they can, they've been able to grow. But sometimes you have people who can't grow with the company, right? They were great up until a point and then you got to make some t- tough decisions and then you got to make some great hires who can help bring you to the next level. Um, and one of the things that uh, I think is underestimated for folks who can't do that well, right, and maybe they have turnover, or maybe they're just afraid to hire, or maybe they hire micromanage, and that doesn't really create those kind of efficiencies, is not only does that impact current cash flow, day-to-day efficiency, the ability to get work done today, the ability to service clients today, and customers that get out products, whatever it is, but it affects your ability to do deals, ongoingly and eventually to set yourself up for a positive exit and evaluation and high evaluation at that time. Um, so if you are challenged in team building, my challenge to you is if you tend to say a lot of things about you know external factors, and by the way, not that there isn't some truth in some of these, but if you talk about that there's no good people out there or you know, um, you know, everybody you hired is is not good, or you can't trust these people, you got to stay on top of them. I would suggest to you, or at least say that there's an opportunity to take a look at whether or how much of this is you <laughs> and your management, t- existing management team, and, you know, uh, how much you contribute to it. Because um, my experience is, that when I'm in the right frame of mind and I'm clear on my criteria and I'm willing to trust and empower people, that I attract the right people. Yes, the pool may be smaller, but if you are offering the right incentives, if you provide, if you are clear on your value proposition to that person, uh, if you really create an environment where you empower people, give them flexibility and trust them and, and support their growth, you will find somebody, you will find people. Um, and if you're not, again, look at yourselves. Let's take a break from the show for a minute so I can invite you to a new way to determine your deal readiness. I created a fast and easy assessment that will determine exactly how deal ready you are. Once you complete the assessment, I use your responses to identify the obstacles that are holding you back from being a deal-driven growth genius. It's as easy as heading to coreycupfer.com slash assessment. That's coreycupfer.com slash assessment and filling out a few multiple choice questions. I'll be checking in after the episode to see what your results are. Now back to the show. So um, why do I raise this? You know, I, I think sometimes on this podcast, whether it's in the solo cast or even sometimes, 
you know, a lot of my guests are very clear on why we have them on and how they fit into the deal conversation. There are other entrepreneurs who've done deals. They're uh, service providers and experts and, you know, people, investment bankers, whoever it might be, who, you know, are, are deal makers. Um, but then I, sometimes I have guests on and sometimes I bring up topics that may not seem directly tied to deals, but they're super important. And this is this is clearly one of them, right? Um, and this is one where not doing this well, not building team well, is going to adversely affect both sides of things, the organic growth side, your ability to expand, whether that's, you know, because of uh, capacity, you know, you need to help bring in business or whether that's maybe you're great at bringing in business. You know, I, you know, I've had, I've seen people, I'm mentioning names of companies where they're great at bringing in business, but because they can't retain people or hire the right people, right. Or um, have people be happy and doing great work. The service level, is adversely impacted. And then even though they bring in a lot of business, the client, you know, it's sort of like pouring a fire hose into a leaky bucket. They, you know, they lose it. And then by the way, over time, the ability to actually bring a business is always going to be cut down because if the service level doesn't keep up, then they're going to be the, you know, the reputation is going to go down. The referral sources are going to get to know that this person was dissatisfied, that person was dissatisfied. So you cannot underestimate for the purposes of just organic success, right? Growth organically, hiring and retaining and training and empowering and providing room for growth for people. It affects that side, but it also affects the deal side. One of the things we always talk about about with deals is that it takes different skills and it takes certain capacity, right? And it could be a distraction from the core business. Well, if you are not powerfully staffed, to successfully run your core business, your ability to have people divert time or energy or your ability to divert your own time and energy to focus on doing a deal or multiple deals, acquisitions, joint ventures, licensing, strategic alliances, um, you know, affiliate deals, whatever it is, right? It's going to adversely affect that. If you have a phenomenal team and maybe even part hires, uh, you know, for, for people who have certain skills in, in doing deals, or you're going to be the focus on the, on the, on the deal making, but, or, and, you know, um, you hire this amazing team that's freed you up, your ability to do deals increases significantly, right? So it affects both sides of things. And you know what? I mean, I, there are a million books out there, right? On culture, on training, on, um, you know, how you create companies to run without you, whether, you know, Everything from the e-myth to um, uh, uh, what's uh, there's there's a book on hiring that uh, a lot of entrepreneurs organization folks read and I'm drawing a blank on it. I'll see if it comes to me. Um, but the point is, like you can you can uh, read all these books, you can do at least you know all these things, and you know, have these concepts of creating company runs value, of hiring a great team, of getting the right the right people in the right seats on the bus. We hear all that one, right? Um, but you know, if you don't do that effectively you're in trouble. And too often that comes down to things with us, right? Like a trust delegation, that kind of stuff. So I, the reason I'm harping on it is because um, it's so crucial. So many people do a bad deal, uh, you know, bad, bad job of it. Um, you know, I, I've learned, I've learned over time. Uh, I'm very fortunate to be in a position where we built a great team that's been super loyal and amazing. And, you know, we're just adding some other great team members. Um yeah, but listen, I've been doing this for 35 years. I've, I've, I've run my own firm in various forms, you know, whether it was me or, you know, in a, in a couple of partnerships over 35 years. 
uh, well, for 29 of those years, right? So like three decades. Um, so you learn, right? And you build. And, um, and for me, uh, you know, the, because I'm, uh, you know, I'm not looking to monetize tomorrow, um, the ability for me to get freed up to help continue growing this helps me build more enterprise value, right? Over the next decade or so, whenever I, I decide to go. Um, also frees me up to do the things I love the most, right? Be strategically available uh, for the best things that my clients need, need me for. Gives them a, a big team and bench to be able to work with and get great service. Uh, and potentially positions somebody to be a successor, right? To, uh, to take over my firm. So I'm just using that as an example. I'd love you to think that through. We do a lot of succession planning work with, with, with companies and not just the succession implementation. We do all the legal documents. We put together succession programs, actually, for companies to have people, you know, um, if they want to bring people in, they know they have an exit. Um, maybe buying books of business and having people coming in, you know, we're going to retire in three years, five years, one year. Um, we do all of that, but we also do a lot of strategic planning. And a lot of times we will combine that with, um, a, for example, a partnership track, right? So sometimes we've got owners and how are we going to help them phase out and how are we going to help other people get equity coming in and how we, how do we tie those things together? Um, so if we can help you on any of that, happy to do it. But the biggest message I want you to get out of this is to, um, uh, focus on hiring, building. And when I say hiring, I want to be clear, building team could look, it could be independent contractors, it could be hires these days, it could be, you know, uh, you know, VAs, you know, contracts with various, you know, uh, uh, companies that provide administrative marketing or whatever. The team is not always all internal, the, especially these days, right? You know, I have key partners that help me market this, this podcast, right? It's an outside, um, you know, uh, branding and marketing, uh, you know, firm that works with personal brands, so to speak, right? They are part of my team. Um, so I've got internal people I hire full-time, part-time. I've got external contractors, individuals. I've got, um, key, you know, partners that I contract with that have key functions. All of those are crucial. Um, so look at those, see where you can build those, be honest with yourself about where you may be standing in the way of that. And, um, you know, really look at how that can create a better life for you, uh, a more profitable business while you're operating it. The, a greater ability to do deals while you're still on the company and a higher enterprise value, which will benefit you on exit. So until next week, uh, Corey Kupfer, thanks for listening. DealQuest podcast. Take care, everybody. Thank you for joining me on this episode of DealQuest, where we help you understand how deal-driven growth can be your ticket to freedom. I want to invite you to a unique way to tap into the wisdom and experience of the DealQuest community. Join the DealQuest Deal Den Zoom calls, a free monthly 90-minute mastermind. In the mastermind, we address all the challenges you may be facing and help support you with the opportunities that may arise in terms of deal-driven growth. You will get input not only from me, but all the members on the call will collaborate and serve each other in a mastermind format. To sign up for the free mastermind, go to www.coreycupfer.com slash dealden. That's coreycupfer.com slash dealden. I'll see you there. I'm Corey Kupfer. Until next week, wishing you the freedom and financial prosperity that I know your deal quest will bring.